0: Good morning and God bless you. We'd like to welcome you to our virtual service here at Empowerment Ministries Christian Center on this morning. We are super excited to have you here with us on today from your home, from work, wherever you may be. We just want to invite you to come in and to worship God with us. If you would, please like and share our video right now. If you would start a watch party, invite your family and friends to join in with us. We're excited about what God is doing even in this season. Amen. I just have a couple of quick announcements. One thing, I just wanna thank those of you who are continuing to support the vision at EMCC. Our food pantry is still up and functioning every week every Tuesday from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock and this past month we just turned in our report we gave away almost 10,000 pounds of food just during the month of March helped almost 900 families and that's all possible because of the generosity of each and every one of you that support the vision at EMCC and speaking of that we're a giving church and this is the week that leads up to the resurrection and every year we do a big at EMCC so we give away door prizes we give away Easter baskets we give away all kind of things So our team has been working this week trying to figure out what we can do to even still be a blessing to you and to your families throughout this time. So we're going to be giving away virtual gift cards to Walmart and Amazon on this week. And so you want to stay tuned. You want to make sure that you subscribe to our page so that you can see when we're going live. Subscribe not only to our Facebook page, the Empowerment Ministries Christian Center, but also to our YouTube page, Empowerment Ministries Christian Center, so that when we pop up randomly, you're able to get in and you're able to join in for the free prizes. We're super excited about it. Amen. Would you take the opportunity just to pray with me before we go before the Lord and worship? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for who you are, for everything that you do for us, oh God. We're grateful and we're thankful, oh God, for your word, oh God. We're thankful, oh God, that your word declares that all things work together for the good of them that love you, oh God. And we love you, God. And so we know and we trust and believe that this is going to work together for our good, oh God. Lord, we thank you, oh God, for the time that you've given us, oh God, to strengthen our families, oh God. For the time that you've given us, oh God, to strengthen our marriages. For the time, oh God, that you've given us to impart not only just mentally and physically to our children, but spiritually unto our children during these last few weeks, Oh God. We see your hand over this thing, Oh God, and we see you working it together for our good, God, and we trust you, Oh God. We're grateful and we're thankful as we're leading up to the resurrection on this coming week, God. And we celebrate not only your death, your burial, but your resurrection on this week, God. We're thankful and we're grateful for the blood that was shed on Calvary over 2,000 years ago for the remission of each and every one of our sins, God. And we're just thankful for what you're going to do in this season. In God we bless you and we praise you in Jesus name amen would you join us all over the building all over your homes wherever you are stand on your feet and join in with us in worship this morning Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us on this morning. We're so excited to have you here to worship with us. Look, we know that today is Palm Sunday and we're so excited about this leading up to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and we want you to join in and worship with us. Our first song is I will bless the Lord and we want that to be your declaration on this week. Would you stand on your
1: feet and would you worship the Lord with us? Hallelujah. The scripture says that I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Come on. Magnify the Lord with me. Anybody want bless blessing? Whom the Son he has redeemed. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Rejoice and sing. You are the Lord of everything. You are the Lord of everything. The Lord, bless, bless the Lord, bless the Lord at all times. Say, again, say, I will. I will bless the Lord. Bless the Lord at all times. Bless the Lord at all times. What the, time. the Lord I got. Come on, we gon' break it on down. When I'm lost and all alone, I will bless the Lord. Feeling like my strength is I will bless the Lord. No friends to call my I will bless the Lord. No one to call on the Lord, I will bless the Lord. I will live my hands, I will bless the Lord. All His precious I will bless the Lord. He's always been there, I will bless the Lord. Promise He never changes, I will bless the Lord. he's streaming down my face, I will bless the Lord. AHH! For me, He has done great things for me. He has done great things for me, so I will bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah! 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 How many of you know that we serve an able God? A God that can do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask for things. Hallelujah. Even in this pandemic, I'm still believing that God is able to do just what he said he would do. Hallelujah. Exceedingly, abundantly above you can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in you, in you. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, cause he won't give up on you. He's able. Yeah, yeah. He's able. How many of you believe that God is able to do exceeding and abundant? Hallelujah, God. God. is able to do just what He says He's gonna he do. Would do. He's gonna fulfill. Yeah, He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. So don't give up on God. Don't give up on God, 'cause He wants. To go ahead and give God some praise for what He's doing right now. Hallelujah. God God is able to do just what He said. said He's going to do, He's going to fulfill, yeah. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. So don't give up on God. He's a hero. He's, he's a king. He's, he's, he's able. Yes, he is. He's, he's, able. Able. he's able. He's able. He's able. My God is able. He's yes, he he's is. Able. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on you. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't.
2: how many of you guys believe that absolutely positively that he is able amen to that just so excited about all that God is doing in this hour yes even in the midst of a pandemic that's right even in the midst of all that we're currently going through God is yet able and willing to help us right in the midst of our circumstance I wonder if you would say amen or just type amen to that amen I'm um, going to dive directly into the text, going to be in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter number 12, verses number two. Second uh, Corinthians, chapter number 12. Um, I see you. Somebody say they can't hear me. Give me a little push on the volume. Second uh, Corinthians, chapter number 12. Uh, before we do that, let's give our declaration of faith. If you have your Bible or your electronic device lifted above your head and somebody shout, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, and not just a hearer. And my life, come on, everybody, and my life is the better after hearing, obeying, and applying a word from the Lord. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verses 2. The apostle Paul writes and he says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body Uh, whether it was in the body or out of the body I do not know God knows verses 3 he says and I know that this man whether in the body or apart from the body I do not know but God knows was called up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. Jumping down to verses number seven, he writes, because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan. Watch that. He said, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. And nine says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly above about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me let us pray father now in the name of Jesus we want to thank you once again for an opportunity to minister the word of God to the people of God I pray Jesus that you would help me to get completely out of the way hiding myself now behind the cross that men may not give honor glory to Greg but all honor all glory goes to you now and it is in Jesus' mighty name and everybody said amen 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 um, as I was just kind of meditating on this particular text today um, one of the things that God stirred my heart with I remember I remember years ago, when I first gave my life to the Lord, my, my father is the one who led me to the led me to Christ many years ago. And um, some of the theological terms or, or themes that he taught me years ago uh, number one that God is love why don't you just type that on the screen God is love that's right it's not that God is just sometimes nice to us or benevolent towards us in his very essence in his very core he himself is love one of the scriptures that was highlighted in my spirit that I was taught years ago John 3:16. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved so I was taught this as a kid that God himself he's not just loving a loving God but he himself is love and not only was i taught that god is love i was also taught that he was omniscient that he was that he was all knowing that there was absolutely nothing outside of his body of knowledge and one of the scriptures that was that was quoted often was proverbs 15:3, where the bible declares the eyes of the lord or in every place, beholding the evil and the good. That's that's so good right there. And I remember, I remember conflating these two ideas, and it made me appreciate God even the more as a young guy. Because yeah, I was saved at an early age, but but my life was far from perfect. I had my flaws, I had my mistakes, I had my bloopers. And and knowing that God not only knew what I was doing, but He knew I was going to fall before I fell. Come on, somebody, and He yet loved me. I wonder, can somebody just say Amen right there? It it wasn't that God. Saw Saw you falling, but he knew you were gonna fall before you fell. And the Scripture declares that before the foundations of the world, that Christ died for us. His love was so great that he he looked beyond our faults and he saw our very need. That's right. So as I was growing up, man, conflating these two ideas gave me such a great appreciation for God, for his for his all-knowingness, his omniscience, and his all love, his love that he has for uh, for each of us. So by the same token, as I begin to go through certain trials and certain tribulations and difficulties in life, the very same thing that I appreciated about God also frustrated me about God because as I began to go through certain trials in my life I, I, I thought that if God knew not only do he know that I'm currently going through what I'm going through but if he foresaw that I would go through what I'm going through right now why wouldn't his love stop me from going through what I'm going through right now and some of you guys are asking that question right now that's right so so as a young guy remember I, I was saved I was saved at the age of eight years old my dad led me to the Lord. And, and so I, I grew up in the church. I grew up being taught the word of God. Matter of fact, my punishment oftentimes wasn't a whipping. My punishment was, boy, have you read your Bible today? Go in there and read your Bible. Have you prayed today? <laughs> go, go in there and pray. So, so I, I grew up in the word of God. I grew up being taught the word of God. And so these things begin to conflict in my life as I begin to go through certain trials and tribulation. And as a young guy, it made me t- diminish one or the other. Either God really does know everything, but he's not as loving as my daddy says that he is or God really does love us but maybe he don't know everything that's going on in my life because how is it again it's conflicting in my head as a kid how is it that he knows but it seems as though that he's not doing nothing. I, 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 wanna, I wanna challenge you guys today, man, to, to, for those of you all who have great mentors in your life and great uh, uh, great discipleship, you have fathers in the gospels in your life, cling close to your fathers, cling close to those who God is using to grow you up in the Lord. And even I myself, yeah, yeah, I pastor a church, but I'm also pastored, yes, I am one in authority, but yet I'm under authority, and I thank God for those mentors. My daddy was my first mentor, and he He was one of the ones that helped me with this question and I appreciate the fact that my dad wasn't intimidated nor was he offended when I brought to him my doubts and my concern uh, uh, about the Word of God so bringing these things to to, to my father there are three things that I want to help you guys with that my dad taught me as a young kid number one because oftentimes we ask the question and some of you guys might be asking it right now how can a good God allow bad things to happen or maybe you may pose it in this in, in this way how can sometimes bad things happen to good people and these are some things uh, my dad taught me three things I want to throw at you if you're taking those jot these down number one the fact of the matter that we live in a fallen world understand in the book of Genesis the Bible declares in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form void darkness was upon the faces of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and from day number one all the way to day number six everything that we physically see in the earth God created it the scripture teaches on the seventh day God rested and after him resting he stepped back and he said it is not just good but the scripture declares on day number seven he says it is very good when we get to chapter number three we already know what goes down god had given adam instructions that you have the liberty to eat of partake of any fruit of the garden except for this one tree the tree the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil adam partook of this fruit and the bible declares "Watch this: sins enter the world then death by sin so so my dad was instructing me that the world that we currently live in right now is not the way that God originally created the world. We're living in a fallen world. That's why pandemics can spread. That's right. That's why viruses can spread over the, over the earth. That's why babies are in this particular day dispensation. They're born with certain birth defects. There are hurricanes that come and, and tear up cities and they spin off uh, tornadoes. But because we're living in a fallen world, it's not the way God int- intended for it to be because of sin and because of death we're living in a fallen world. Number two, my dad gave me the understanding that oftentimes that we war against principalities, that there is a real devil and he has a demonic force. The scripture teaches us in the book of Ephesians, I want to quote it for you. The scripture teaches, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, there, there is a real enemy that we fight. There is a real devil that wars against our soul, that wars against our mind. And yes, he will have that. A day, but until that day, until the return of Christ, he's ra- he, he's raging throughout the earth. The scripture saying says goes to and fro throughout the earth, seeking whom he may devour. Number three. Yeah, number three, uh, my dad taught me that the will of man is one of the most dominant factors in the earth, and God Himself has chosen not to violate the will of a man. So there are times when people will do things um, outside of God's will. That's right. There are certain things that people will do contrary to God's will, and those things that they do outside of God's will sometimes bring harm to people. Now understand that God will give give everybody an opportunity to repent, and for those who choose not to repent, He will hold them accountable accountable for the things that they do in the earth but until that time that's right he he won't make nobody love him he won't make nobody serve him matter of fact it'll be a whole lot easier for me if God just made me love him if he if he made me pray I wouldn't have to be reminded to pray or reminded to study if he made me into a robot but he says no I want you to fall in love with me out of your own will out of your own volition and this is what the scripture teaches me Psalms 34 19 I've been quoting it every Sunday for the past two or three Sundays the Bible declares many are the afflictions of the righteous. That's right. Because we because we live in a fallen world, many are the afflictions. Because oftentimes we're under demonic attack, many are the afflictions. Oftentimes because the will of other people that do things contrary to God's plan for their lives bring harm to us. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. That's what Psalms 34 19 says. But the latter part of that verse says, but the Lord, that's right, delivers us out of them all. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about, just for a moment, about God's delivering hand, how he brings about deliverance in our lives. And the text that I want to use is the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and chapter number 12. The apostle Paul finds himself in a situation. He's established a church. He's fallen in love with the church, and he's trying to communicate how that he cares about the people of God. But he says that there are some people that have come into the church that have crept in. He calls them false apostles or Judaizers that are literally stealing away the hearts of the people of God, uh, causing them to pervert the gospel that he's been ministering and preaching to them. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, verses number two, he writes to the church and he says, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. That's right. He says, I promise you one husband to Christ so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray. He goes on in verse number 20. Too, because you got to understand that these guys these false apostles as he uh, as he calls them that they're, they're not just they're not just teaching false things he says that they've given certain credentials that, that, that try to magnify themselves even above the Apostle Paul so Paul writes his credentials out in chapter number 11 verses number 22 he says are they Hebrews so am I are they Israelites so am I are they Abraham's descendants so am I are they are they servants of Christ? Paul says, I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Oh my God. He gets down to chapter number 12, and he says that I'm going now to visions and revelations. He gives a resume of certain things that he suffered because of his passion for Christ, but when he gets to chapter number 12, he talks about this this supernatural experience, this out-of-body experience that he has visiting the third heavens. He says, chapter number 12, verses number two, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Verse three says, and I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things that no one is permitted to, to tell. Now, now understand, man, the Apostle Paul. Paul is a bad boy, y'all. Paul is the one that's responsible for over two-thirds of our New Testament. If the Holy Spirit didn't inspire Paul to wrote what he what he wrote to the church of Corinth and Galatians and Ephesians and to his sons in the gospel, Titus and Tit- there are so many revelations, so many wisdom that we would not have had he not penned those things by the moving of the Holy Spirit. So this man, th- th- this is my challenge on, on, on this side. You have great revelation. On this side, you have his passion for Christ. You have, you, you have the things that he suffered in ministering the gospel. And you would think somebody with that type of zeal for God, they wouldn't have so many trials or they wouldn't have so many, so many uh, uh, conflicts or so many disputes that's going on in their lives. But again, the scripture declares many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And I'm getting ready to show you God's delivering hand in the apostle Paul life he gives his resume of all the things that he's experienced of God but when we get to verse number seven he says or because of these surpassing great revelations therefore in order to keep me from becoming conceited I was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger of Satan to torment me now, now understand there's been a great debate great great debate concerning this thorn in the flesh there's some theologians that say that that it was uh, a bad eyesight some people say that it's a skin disease and in all types of ideas that's been thrown out there but I think it's kind of plain it's in the text he said I was given a thorn in my flesh and, and he names what the thorn is he said a messenger of Satan to torment me now when I think of a demon or when I think of a devil that comes to torment torment you. Either it happens one or two ways. Either it's a direct torment in your mind or the demon is going through somebody, using somebody as opposition against you. So when you throw these two ideas out there, something taunting the apostle Paul's mind, I, I don't think that because when you look through the book of Acts, uh, oh my God, the apostle Paul is a demon slayer. That's right. You remember the story of the little servant girl that was going around prophesying with some demonic spirit and Paul Paul, Paul cast out the demon because he got irritated by the girl continuing to follow him. I reminded in one scripture where the Bible declares that Paul took blindness, the spirit of blindness, off somebody, and then in the next chapter, he smote them with that same spirit of blindness. So I, I don't think that this messenger of Satan was something that was personally tormenting him. Because understand the scripture teaches that, behold, I give you power. That's right, you, sir, you, madam, over all the powers of your enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The apostle Paul is operating in that particular power. So this this messenger of Satan, I don't believe that it's some demon that's tormenting his mind. I believe that this demon is manifesting himself in Judaizers and those who are coming against the gospel, those who are persecuting him, those are, that, that's trying to prevent him from, from, from moving forward in the things of God. He says, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Now, verse 8 is crazy because he says, three times I pleaded with the Lord, take it away from me. Three times. Three times, I say, God, I'm tired of this situation. I need you to move on my behalf and get these Judaizers out of my way. And there are many of you guys right now, you've been praying. As a matter of fact, do you really know what it's like, and I know you do, to be bombarded heaven about a situation, and it seems as though heaven is closed. The man that wrote over two-thirds of the New Testament is in that situation right now. He said, God, there's this thorn in my flesh, this messenger of Satan, this the, these Judaizers that are coming against me that I see as preventing me from ministering and preaching in the gospel that you've called me to preach three times he said I prayed that God would remove the thorn and this is the word that God gave him in verses number nine this is so crazy he said but he said to me my grace somebody just type grace right there that's right type grace 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 he says my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Oh my God. That was a very, very long introduction because this is where I really want to hang my hat on the fact of the matter that God did not remove the situation, but he manifested grace, the strength that the apostle Paul needed to go through what he had to go through. And that's the message that I have for the people of God on today as we're going through this pandemic. And for some of you guys, it's more than just a pandemic. As I said on last week, oh my God, COVID-19, the coronavirus got to stand in line because 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 before it ever showed up on the scene there were other problems there was other trials and tribulations that you already had my God and I'm telling you today that God spoke to me and he said that my grace is sufficient for you type it again just type grace 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 because God is releasing a measure of grace what is the grace that God has given the Apostle Paul he didn't remove the Judaizers he didn't remove the thorn out of his flesh but he gave him the strength to go through what he had to go through and there are some Some of you guys right now, you're suffering in your body, but God has given you grace right now. Matter of fact, just lift your hands and shout, I receive it. Go ahead and type it, I receive the grace of God right now. Even in the midst of what's going on in my body, God is going to give you grace. There are some of you guys that have been laid off. Some of you entrepreneurs, some of you business owners, you've been forced to shut your doors. But I come to let you know that God is getting ready to send you grace now in the name of Jesus. Some of us are getting ready to learn the fact of the matter that God is the one that's been paying your bills anyway. That's right. God is the one. It's not your job. It's not your education. Come on, somebody. Ultimately, God has been taking care of you from the womb, my God, and he's going to take care of you all the way to the tomb. I wonder, can you say amen up in this place? My grace is sufficient for you. God has given us grace to go through. He's given us grace, grace, grace. I remember years ago, and this is, this is a simple, simple illustration of how grace works, man. Um, I, I, was, I was pastoring a church there in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and, and every Sunday morning, matter of fact, we were there on Tuesday night for Bible studies. Then we'd get, we'd get up on Sunday mornings and we'd drive there. And i never forget, forget some of my friends here on the coast would say to me, Greg, I don't know how you do it, man. I have no idea how you get a two times, sometimes three times a week, just depending on what's going on, and you shoot the Hattiesburg, do what you got to do, and everything is everything with your family here on the I don't understand that you, you, you're taking your wife and you're taking your, I, I don't know how many, how many kids we had then. Shucks, we've had a lot of kids all of our life, praise the Lord. But nevertheless, I did it Sunday after Sunday, Tuesday after Tuesday, and I know I forget lying down on my lounge years ago. God spoke to me, and I heard him say clearly in my ear, Empowerment Ministries. And when I heard that, God began to minister to me concerning starting a work here on the coast in 2007. Watch this. As we were making the transition to start the work down here on the coast, and everything was established, the last time I had to drive to Hattiesburg for a service, look, look, it was the longest drive in the world. I was in in, uh, uh, McHenry, and I was like, have we made it? Have we even got to Wiggins yet? It was the longest drive in the world. You know what? Because those nine years I was traveling back and forth from, gray, from from excuse me from Gulfport to Hattiesburg, there was a grace upon my life that made it easy y'all ain't saying nothing in this place and, and for some people that were looking at me trying to figure out how I was able to do it, they weren 't grace to do it and i 'm telling you today that God is getting ready to release a grace type it again grace God is getting ready to release a grace now watch the wisdom of this particular text because i 'm getting ready to come to a close he says to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Powerful statement. My grace, my grace, my grace is sufficient for you. Watch this. For my power, Jesus says my power is made perfect in weakness. Watch what it doesn't say. It doesn't say that my power is made perfect in quitting. And that's what the enemy is trying to tempt some of you guys to do right now, to quit, to give up, throw in the towel. But I need you to type today that the devil is absolutely a liar. I refuse to quit. I refuse to give up. The scripture don't say that my power is made perfect in quitting, but my power is made perfect made perfect in, in weakness. Watch this. Watch this. So, so um, about, about a year ago, I, I started this training regiment working out. And uh my, my son B Lav, uh he 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 was my trainer. He was my trainer. Yeah, he was too hard, so I fired him. No, I'm playing, I ain't fired. <laughs> and and one of the things B Lav used to do, man, is, is crazy. So w- when you're working with a trainer, they never put weight on the bar that's comfortable for you to lift. Their their job is always to test you and to push you to the next level. And whenever we'd get ready to, to, to bench, bench press, I would notice he'd always put stuff on the bar that was heavier than I thought that I could lift. And it's crazy that I'd wind up lifting stuff that I didn't know I, would, I was able to lift. And I'd be feeling good. Okay, I, I lifted that and that's good. And, and then he'd take it to the next level and he'd throw another 10 on both sides. And I'm thinking to myself, he crazy. <laughs> I ain't gonna lift that. And, and, and I'm, under, I'm under the barbell and I'm, I'm trying to push up and, and I get one up real good and I, I get two up real good and I start struggling with three. And watch this. This is my son talking to me. This is my spiritual son. Come on, pastor. Come on, pastor. Come on, pastor. And, and I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. I get three up. I go He said, one more, one more. And I'm thinking to myself, that was the last, that was the last one right there. And he said, one more, one more. So I, I come down, I come down, and, and he said, come on, come on. And it's crazy because he knows I don't have one more in me. Jesus, he know I don't have one complete Rep on the inside of me left, but he knows that as you if you go as far as you can go, then my strength, y'all ain't saying nothing in this place, will be made perfect in your weakness. You'll see how strong I am when you become as weak as you can. And the way you become weak for Christ is that you continue to serve Christ. You can't just sit down on the sideline. I was watching on Facebook Live just a couple of days ago. One of my babies, it was too funny. One of my babies, uh, they, they were having the, the parents had a in a sack race and 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 when they start when they start racing the the youngest the youngest girl she was competing against one of the older boys and when they start when they started racing she was right there neck and neck with him and she just stopped and she said I quit and, and I'm laughing to myself because I'm thinking you probably could have beat him if you would have kept going but you looked at the size of the situation and it intimidated you and you decided to give up and to quit I'm telling you today that Devil is absolutely alive. We talked about last week about that big Goliath. As big as he was, he fell. Come on, somebody. And David took off his head. I'm telling you today, I'm challenging you today that God's strength is not made perfect in quitting. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. So what is weakness all about? What is that all about? When you give all that you can, man. When you've done all that you can do to stand and you still... (laughs) He's still standing. And there's some of you guys, you're weak right now. You're weak, you're weak. And it's okay. It's okay to be weak because God is getting ready to manifest strength in your finances. He's getting ready to manifest strength in your physical health. He's getting ready to manifest strength in your family. I love it because that many of you guys, your family is coming closer together like never before because y'all are forced to be in the same house every single day. I love it. You know what's happening? God is manifesting strength in the middle of your weakness. God says, No, I'm not going to remove the thorn. For a season, you're going to have to go through this, but it's okay. But understand, my type it again my grace. He says, My grace is sufficient, sufficient for you. My strength, my son and my daughter, hear these words today. My strength. I'm prophesying to somebody today. My God says to you, sir, Yes, yes, ma'am, God says to you, My strength is made perfect weakness God is strengthening you right now God is strengthening you right now there's a grace that he's sending your way right now there's a grace I'm, I'm so excited about the testimonies that I've been receiving over the past couple of de- days um, uh, some some of our friends and family members as well have um, contracted the, the disease the, excuse me the virus and um, uh, here we are a couple of days later um, we're getting good reports that they're doing better that they're recovering and uh, one of my one of my good friends my, my pastor friend uh, we were on the phone with his family members last night and um, he's stable and that's good news he's stable the enemy w- would want to discourage the rest of the family because they want more pro they want better news than what we're, we're getting but it was good news because he's he's stable yeah God's grace is manifesting but I want to talk about this last facet of grace because there's some of us um, our testimony is a little bit different, and i my wife and i we we, we we're kind of on both sides because we have family members that have contracted the virus and and they're coming out okay and then we have friends as well as family members that uh, they didn't make it okay um, My wife had a cousin that passed on last week, and um, I just got the news that one of my one of my classmates uh she lost her husband just a couple of days ago due to of the coronavirus and i'm not gonna dare call your name out uh, on live but you know who you are and uh, we hadn't talked in a while but know that we're praying for you i love you and even in the midst of what you're going through right now there's a special grace that god is sending your way into all of those of us who have lost people in in the midst of this pandemic god is sending grace to comfort our hearts and and this is what i'm most excited about thank you jesus the ultimate grace the ultimate the ultimate grace for the believer the scripture declares to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord that's the ultimate measure of grace that Jesus gives to his people that when I close my eyes for the final time don't know when that's gonna be I feel great in my body right now I don't believe I'm leaving here anytime soon but if if, if that happens if that happens to happen it's okay i've accepted jesus as my personal lord and savior what does that really mean what does it really mean that some people they they throw stones whenever we talk about the message of hell and hell is it's real but they have a misunderstanding of what hell is all about hell hell is a place that people go when they choose to pay for their own sins that's that's what hell is the bible declares that the wages of sin is death the gift of god is eternal life Hell is a place people go when they, when they want to pay for their own sins. But my friend, you don't have to pay for your own sins. Jesus, Jesus, when he was on the cross, he bore all the sins of the world on his shoulders. And he's just asking you to ratify the deal. He's already carried them, but it's not until you, it's not until you place your faith in him and the work he did on the cross does it become real in your life. And I want to challenge you now that God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, you don't have to perish. You don't have to spend eternity away from him. There's a measure of grace that God grants to all of us if we, just, if we would just receive it. And while I'm talking, there's, some, there's somebody that you're listening, you're listening to the words and it's not because I'm such a great preacher, I'm not, not because I'm such a great teacher not and and I I just want to just take a moment and thank you for just tuning in and and listening to you because during this particular hour right now there's great preachers all over the world all over the world streaming live so I count it as an honor as well as a privilege for you to be to be with us here now watch this there's something happening in your heart right now not because I'm such a great teacher a preacher or preacher it's the Holy Spirit that's beckoning you that's pulling you And all you have to do is say yes now. If you'll confess, God, I know I failed you in many ways in things that I've said, done, even thought. I'm asking you to forgive me for all of my sins. Yeah, just pray that little simple prayer. Jesus, I believe that you died, rose again the third day just for me. Save me and deliver me now. Just just a simple prayer of faith, but it's so powerful. Simple prayer. That makes an eternal difference. I just want to give you space and grace to say, "Do it now, do it now, do it now, yeah!" Come on, come on, come on, come on. He's dealing with your heart. If there's somebody you're looking at me and you, 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 you are saved, yeah. You, you are saved. You're just not living like you are right now. You have some things that's you've allowed to, to creep into your life to to take you back to a place where God has already delivered you from. So I'm looking at the prodigal son now and that wayward daughter, and I'm telling you that the father is outside the house waiting on you to return. He doesn't have no, 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 no. He ain't mad at you. He's madly in love with you, and he's waiting on his baby girl to come home. He's waiting on his son to come home. Do it now. Do it now. Do it. Father, now in Jesus' name, I want to thank you so much for an opportunity again to minister the word of God to the people of God. I pray, God, that they heard you today and not me. Yes, Jesus, I pray today that they heard you and that they did not hear me, God. For that individual that came to you in faith for the first time, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would saturate the room that they're in right now and not just that individual, everybody that's connected in the house, everybody that enters in the house feels There's a peace of God I feel. I feel in that house right now for that individual that has come back home today that says that I'm going to commit my life to you, Lord, and I'm choosing as best I can, as much as I know how to walk and to live a life that's pleasing to you. God, feel, feel them with your spirit again. Feel them to overflowing right now. I thank you for it. I give you the praise. I give you the honor, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen. Come on and put those hands together all over this building. Give God a hand clap of praise yeah yeah lady mckee come come with me sweetheart please come 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 with me love you guys so much I, we just have a couple of announcements a couple of things that we want to share with you guys before we get off the uh, off the air um of course for those of you guys who desire to give um on the screen now you will see uh multiple ways that you can give uh via cash app you can text to give go to our uh, mobile um app or our website empowerthecity.org we appreciate you sowing into what god is doing i believe that this is good ground and when you sow seed in good ground you will receive a harvest in the area in your life you need most so you can do so at that time lady mickey any other last thoughts please ma'am Amen.
0: And just saying, uh, just giving, you know, we believe what the scripture says that if we give and if we bring our tithes and offering it to the storehouse, that the devourer will be rebuked for our sake. And don't let the enemy get it twisted in your mind, even during this time, holding on and, and not obeying God. Because if never we need the enemy rebuked for our sake, it's now. If ever we have needed him rebuked for our sake, it is now. So we just want to challenge you to just obey God. Um, If you can't, if you don't, you can't give what you don't have. Amen. Amen. We have a couple of contests that we're going to do on this week. And I just kind of want to share those things. We are a giving church. We are a fellowship church. We are a loving church. And I'm going to tell you that it's hurting my heart that I can't see all of our members, all of my babies, makes me want to cry. I'm trying not to cry. Um, And so I was, you know, praying and talking with the committee throughout the week, and I was like, what can we do to still be a blessing to the community? Uh, Usually every Easter Sunday we have a big picnic in the park, and we have grilled food and we have easter egg hunts and we do all these things and because of social distancing we aren't able to do those things but what we have come with up with as a committee is to have all kind of different uh giveaways on social media on this week so we want to make sure that you're tuning in that you subscribe to the channel so that you can see when we randomly go live we're going to be giving away gift cards throughout this week uh doing different things just family things we're going to honor uh different children for different things that they do so just stay tuned we got some good things up our sleeve and we'll be emailing you gift cards to walmart and to amazon so that they can help you during this time amen
2: amen why are you so close to me it's supposed to be six feet it's my girl y'all we love you guys so much let's pray father we thank you again for everything that has transpired on today thank you for those who tuned in to this live broadcast thank you for how you blessed them how you spoke to them on today i pray god that lives will never be the same again and it is in Jesus' mighty name amen amen we are church family we are
0: church family honors god that honors god in
2: everything In everything we say and do
0: we say and do
2: love you guys so much
0: blessings to
1: you